couple of quick things before I go to our next guest who's on standby. Uh, I want to to remind you that tomorrow we're in my Cullen and we're in um, my Cullen tomorrow with Community Matters. We're in Wildlands, which is the new adventure centre that's been there for a few years and uh, they're facilitating our visit uh, tomorrow. That's where we're going to be. And if you want to join us, feel free to do so. And uh, final time to win in association with Iron Island Ferries. You can win tickets to go from Rossaville to any of the islands, or you can win a pair of tickets to go uh, from Galway Docks uh, to Inishmore and then come back via the Cliffs of Moher as well for two people, and that runs from April to September. Further details can be had from the Iron Island Ferries website where you can do all your bookings uh, from there. A simple, simple um, question today. Uh, what is a Corrock? C-U-R-A-C-H. So I said earlier on, it's not a whiskey, it's not a gin, it's nothing like that. Uh, but what is a Corrock? So what you can do is you can text us now to 086 33 from there. Uh, with thanks to Rationale Windows, and we'd be delighted if you did that straight away. Um, I'm just reading a comment before I go to my next guest, because I want to clarify before I go to my next guest what's going on. Uh, Lock Ray concerned citizens believe that you're having Mary Butler, that's Minister Mary Butler, Minister for Older People, on this morning regarding Seven Springs Day Centre. Why haven't you invited someone from our group to make uh, it an even discussion uh, Mary Butler, that's Minister Mary Butler, has refused an invitation to Loch Ray to see our day centre. So in all honesty, she is not in a position to pass comment regards Rose Fahey. Rose, with all due respects, um, Matty Quinn was on with us, a fine gentleman indeed, who was chair of the Loch Ray Concerned Citizens Group. Uh, so no, we're, we're taking Minister uh, Mary Butler and to... Uh, to say that Minister Mary Butler, uh, for older people, uh, met with Minister Anne Rabbit, Deputy Kieran Cannon and Deputy Sean Canney in relation to the provision of a daycare centre on the grounds of St Brendan's in Loch Ray. During the meeting, the Minister expressed major concerns about the misinformation circulating in the Loch Ray area by certain people. She thanked all of the Oireachtas members who attended, uh, Councillor Mogi Maher and uh, Deputy Kieran Cannon, have been targeted by some Loch Ray campaigners for not supporting the campaigner's stance and this has caused an awful lot of upset. But the Minister joins me on the line to demystify uh, demystify the situation and she asks for caution as if this campaign continues in its current guise. It could see HICWA close the whole facility in Loch Ray. Uh, the Minister joins me on the line. Minister, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Can you demystify what's going on, please? Because there seems to be a lot of misinformation out there in relation to what is going on in St. Brendan's. And Hickwer being accused of uh, closing down the daycare centre, even though it's open for one day. And there's huge emotions in the Lockray area. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to try and put some context on the situation around the fantastic community nursing unit that is St. Brendan's and the daycare centre. So everybody will remember, it's not not that long ago, that during COVID, all daycare centres were closed. Mm -hmm. At this time, the HSE conducted a risk assessment of each premises in light of new infection and um, prevention and control measures. And to date, I'm delighted to say almost 300 daycare centres have reopened the length and breadth of the country, about 91% of daycare centres. However, a small proportion of daycare centres have not reopened yet, mostly because they are located in are adjacent to community nursing units such as St. Brendan's. Okay. So what's the community nursing unit? It's the HSE-run um, hospital for older persons, very people who are very vulnerable, who have um, who need the support of, of 24-7 um, care. 
And this is what St. Brendan's does and does really, really well. And St. Brendan's is home to 100 beds. At the moment, we have 80 beds open with five additional intakes to take place in the next couple of weeks. We're short six nurses. We're short seven healthcare assistants. The jobs are advertised at the moment. There's a rolling recruitment campaign to try and get um, these people into these jobs to make sure that these 100 beds are open and fully functional. So that's the first side of the story. Then we have the daycare centre located and joined to St. Brendan's by a corridor. So my job is to focus on to make sure St. Brendan's is compliant. And this was achieved during COVID when the daycare space was utilised as circulatory space to the residents. So to put it in in, in context, the residents in St. Brendan's CNU, they need more space than is currently available to them to make um, St. Brendan's compliant with HICWA. My second job then is to provide daycare services for the community of Lockray in compliance with standards, service users, safety, and I have to make sure that we deliver a high standard of care. The HSE in Galway was advised by HICWA in 2017 that HICWA weren't satisfied with the amount of open space available to the residents of the hospital. And uh, four different, uh, I suppose, options were drawn up. And the first three options was build an extension to the property, but HSE estate said this was not possible due to the topography of the site. Reduce the volume of clients in the circulating space. So that was to rotate residents, rotate them at meals times, rotate them attending the sitting room, rotate them in relation to visitation. And that's not anything I could um, agree to because, you know, that's a backward step, not Mm. a forward step. The third option was convert residential space into um, circulatory space. So closed beds. Absolutely not will I allow one bed to be closed. We have four and a half thousand um, beds in the HSC for older people, the length and breadth of the country under fair deal. And I'm trying to grow the beds, not close beds. So that would be something I couldn't agree with. And the other option was repurpose the daycare centre for St. Brendan's and relocate the daycare within the campus. Now, Keith, you'd be more familiar with the campus than I would. But I know that this is a fantastic campus. So we have a community nursing unit. We have a daycare centre currently only in operation one day a week because HICWA will only allow it one day a week. And just to let people know, HICWA will only allow the daycare centre one day a week and it's used on a Wednesday to support new service users, those people who are finding it hard to reconnect after COVID, those most vulnerable than other service users. And it's really important that that facility is available to them on a Wednesday. So as you know, for the other three days, um, the local hotel is used and um, sharing facilities are available for service users who might at an exceptional time need access to sharing facilities when they attend the daycare centre. This would be common across all daycare centres that you would have access to sharing facilities. That has been provided. Okay. So what I have to do is I have to make sure, uh, firstly, that um, there's a service in place for the service users and there is four days a week, one day in the daycare centre three days in a nearby hotel. Secondly, I have to make sure that the residents in the community nursing unit, we must remember now, this is their home from home. This is where most of them will spend their last days. They are living there and it doesn't work post-COVID to bring people from the community 
And this is this the evidence is there. It's all over the country. It doesn't work to bring people from the community because of infection prevention and control. We've dealt with COVID. We've dealt with flu. Um, you know, we've dealt with an awful lot of different issues o- over the last um, six months. And it doesn't work to bring people from the community into a residential facility, whether it's a mental health residential facility, a disability facility, or an older person's facility. That is the that is the advice that I have okay. to work from. And can I can I ask you just in relation to the future because there is plans and on this very programme and in this very studio the Chief of CHO2, Breda Crown Roach gave a full undertaking that she will in association with a local charity indeed, she will build a unit on the grounds of St. Brendan's and she has given that undertaking but that undertaking is not being taken seriously by some people in Loch Ray. Well, I would I would ask all people to take it very seriously. As I said, I have spoken um, to Breda at length. I have also spoken to Shannon McGlynn, who's the head of older per- person services in CHO2. So in relation to the St. Brendan's campus, because we have to look at it as a campus, we have the community nursing unit. We also have the ICPOP team, which is the integrated care program for older persons. It was the 22nd team that was opened um, in Ireland. And what it is, working with Professor Canavan on site, it's a one-stop shop for older people in relation to when a person becomes more frail, are they at a, a risk of stroke, are they at a risk of fall is their nutrition correct um, in relation to physiotherapy so we're rolling these out across the country we started in 2017 and they're really important so for an older person no longer has to attend an acute hospital and go to five or six different clinics, they will go to the ICPOP team um, in Lochray on site and Professor Canavan has also secured Two ICPOP team, two ICPOP beds in the community nursing unit um, to support people that would come before him and they would determine that they might need three or four or five weeks of support within the community nursing unit. This is really, really important. But what we're also going to do is we're now going to make sure that there is um, a new daycare centre provided. The drawings are done. It's currently at part five in the council. There will be a decision made by the council on the 15th of March, so next week. And I know there has been a huge support from the Topping Trust and they have agreed to provide a generous donation towards funding the project. Yes. And I have also secured funding um, in the last two years, capital funding. I have an, another 4.1 million this year and I have assured both Breda and um, CHO2 that if there is a shortfall on funding, I won't be found wanting. So what we will have at the end of this year we will have St. Brendan's campus supporting older people to live well, supporting people in the community and also making sure that people won't have to be going to University Hospital Galway for support that they should be able to receive in the community. So that is the definitive official stance from you, Minister Mary Butler, um, Minister for Older People. That is it. So anything else outside of that is hearsay. The plans offer a larger daycare space to the attendees than previously provided. It will also offer an additional outdoor courtyard. And when operational, the attendees will have access to all services they had access to prior to the relocation. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this, 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 this happening because it will be a fantastic campus. The people of, of Loch Ray and the surrounding areas will be so lucky 
So here on their doorstep, they will have community nursing units to support them when they may need 24-7 wraparound supports. Okay. They have the ICPOP team on site with Professor Canavan and his team doing amazing work. We'll also have a daycare centre that is, um, you know, that will be reconfigured. And I know that there was a beautiful daycare centre there, but I have to be conscious of, I'm Minister for Older People, but I just can't focus on daycare centres. I have to focus on inpatient as well and make sure the services are there for, for everybody living in the community. And I am very confident that this is the best solution at the moment to protect both the community nursing unit and to protect the service users who need um, daycare supports. Daycare supports are vital for people who age well at home. Um, you know, they can receive daycare supports. They can, some people opt to stay at home and and, and um, have meals on wheels. But if I could just say one thing, um, Keith, last week, myself and Minister Donnelly, we launched um, with the CMO, we launched a, a, a new report about Hello Again World yeah. because there's quite a lot of older people who haven't yeah, yeah. reconnected since COVID. They haven't found themselves able to come back into the community. And I do know that the team, the team in um, St. Brendan's, the daycare team, are working really hard to support these more vulnerable people on a Wednesday. And that was the only way, I have to be crystal clear, that was the only way that HICWA would allow it. HICWA will not allow the current daycare centre to open five days a week and they have actually threatened um, that they would prosecute CHO2 if they do it. I can't be clearer than that and I as a minister have to abide with best practice. I have to abide by the Absolutely. rules and guidance of HICWA to keep people as safe as possible. Just one thing I want to pick up on. You said they're secure community nursing unit. Are you concerned that if this isn't handled properly that there could be a problem in the nursing units as well. Well, HICWA were very, very clear in 2017 that there was not sufficient additional circulatory space available for the CNU residents. There are new HICWA guidelines that have come in um, pr uh, prior to COVID where you have to have a situation where you have one metre minimum between all the beds, but you also have to have enough room internally for people that if they need to be kept, you know, in certain hubs, that they need to have um, additional space in the sitting room areas. And I would be concerned that if, 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 if we continue to force the plan um, to reopen the daycare centre where it's currently located, I would have concerns in relation to HICWA and compliance. And, you know, every year HICWA or every two years, HICWA visit um, community nursing units and private and voluntary nursing homes, the length and breadth of the country. And the HICWA reports are there for everyone to see. And anyone can look up the report from 2017 following the inspection when they said that, um, you know, additional space is required for the residents. And to repurpose the daycare space and relocate the service within the same campus is the best option open. Okay. I will not allow any beds to close. I can't be clearer than that. And I will not allow, I will not have a situation where residents, some residents dine at 12 o'clock, some residents dine at 1 o'clock, some residents dine at 2 o'clock. That's not acceptable. And the states have told me that building as an extension on the current property, property uh, is not possible due to the, the topography of the site. Okay. Now, I'm not an engineer, but I, I do have to listen to what estates tell me. So the best option I can do is, is to make sure, working with our partners in CHO2, 
is to make sure that we have an interim solution, we have a long-term solution, and that people in Lockery who need and deserve these services are receiving them four days a week at the moment. There are some areas in the country that are still receiving uh, no supports because we can't come up with a solution which has okay. been found um, in St. Brendan's. Minister for Older Persons, uh, Mary Butler, thank you indeed for joining us. That clarifies it once and for all, and we just draw a line under it until we get an update on when the building will start. Galway Tones, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. A very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's programme. Uh, now, let me just give you some of the comments coming in uh, today. Uh, Keith, please ask people to feed the birds uh, today. And uh, Tony Flannery is a member of my community in Kilimore Daily. He's one of the most genuine people you will ever meet. It's shocking he's still out of the ministry, the scholar said. And uh, I don't know where that noise is coming from. And uh, another caller said, has Mary Butler listened to the chief infection medical officer who said there's no need for isolation anymore? She is telling lies. Uh, she is from retail and is only reading off something printed out for her. You're lettering her away with it, Keith, and they are not the facts. And over on the other side then, over here uh, today, let me just go down to here. Do, 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 do. Um, sorry. I just have to find out uh, another one that's here. Uh, yeah, so we go up as far as... Um, yeah, we will not be threatened or frightened by Mary Butler's rhetoric. She didn't threaten anybody and rhetoric. She's the, she's the minister with responsibility. Uh, Keith, if they remove the day centre from the footprint of the CNU, then the problem is solved and the HSE will have to realistically examine the other options. Using CPOP is lame, whatever CPOP is, and they could be accommodated in the area earmarked for the new day centre. Another caller, same caller actually, Hickwood were only given a say by the HSE because of their underhanded inclusion of the day centre in the footprint in St. Brendan CNU back in 2017. Using COVID, HICWA and threats to close St. Brendan's is completely disingenuous. That's what the minister said. Is she the minister or is she not the minister? Or are you the minister? I call her on this one. There is no misinformation. The minister is only interested in one side of the campaign. Fear-mongering is a new low. The HSE included the day centre on the footprint as far back as 2017, something they had no right to do so. The repurposing of the day centre proceeds, uh, precedes, when you say proceeds, COVID, so precedes COVID and the HICWA report. We deserve the right to have this explained. Now that's... I'm not refusing to take her on. I'm not refusing to take Odette Fahey on. Absolutely not. But we have to be very fair. Matty Quinn, chairperson and a good man he is too, of the Lockray Concerned Citizen, has been on. So there you go. Uh, let me go to Dave O'Connell, who joins me on the line today. Dave, morning to you. Good morning, Keith. You, you should be out making snowmen on a lovely day like this. Well, do you know, I was out early taking photographs today, but do you know what I think? I'll be making more than snowmen. Because I'm, I'm getting riled up here now, Simon. and it's not good for me blood pressure, so it's not. Listen to me. Thanks indeed for joining us uh, today on the programme. A plan has been mooted to extend the city boundaries as far as Ornmore and Barna. And my colour too, by the way. I could be a, t- uh, yeah. I could be a townie once again. 
Well, yeah, th- this is the thing. Uh, I mean, some people might love it, some people might not love it, but uh, Claire Galway is also in the equation as well on this, and uh, whatever about whether people would love it, I can't see Galway County Council loving it. Uh, to be precise about this, it's a, a discussion proposal from City Councillor John Connolly, who actually, if memory serves me right, John is the chairman of Barna GA Club, but anyway, uh, more than half his colleagues uh, voted to debate this at next month's meeting, and it also comes in the back of uh, a recommendation from the Council Chief Executive, Brendan McGrath, to seek a rethink of the boundary and this is really I suppose given that the the, the plans are proposal for amalgamating the city and the county councils that well they're on the back burner if they're not gone uh, altogether so it's not just a land grab it must be said because the Galway metropolitan area is set out in the national plans that includes Oran Moore, Clare Galway and Barna and as John Connolly himself puts it in the piece trying to plan that growth in a compact way with the city centre as its core was next to impossible when the policy was being drawn up by two separate authorities. So that's kind of where he's coming from, this a more uh, cohesive administration, but I think there'll be interesting times ahead on it. Absolutely. Now you have two pages, two wonderful pages on one woman's remarkable journey from her home in Ukraine to the safety of Kinvara County Galway. Yeah, we featured uh, Larissa Kokuda last year, uh, but these are her thoughts on the past year in her own words. Uh, I've met Larissa before this war. She was a a television producer, a very respected television producer for 15 years and a journalist. And she writes so movingly of how her, as she puts it, her ordinary family life was turned absolutely on its head. Uh, This week, the story is of what it was like to live in absolute terror with, and this is hard to believe, at one stage, R- Russian soldiers moving into the family's apartment. Uh, next week, we take up the story where she finds her way to Kinvara, where without giving anything away, she really has felt the love and the welcome for herself and uh, her five-year-old son. But what it does is it brings home the reality of this invasion in a way that can only be told by somebody who has actually endured this nightmare for themselves. So I really think it's it's a captivating read and really, in my mind, justifies the two pages this week and next week. Now you're looking forward to the Oscars and I noted by the way you weren't on the red carpet in Dublin airport flying out at lunchtime yesterday by the way. The last time I was on a red carpet, I was being thrown out of a nightclub. So uh, I, I, that doesn't happen to me. But we have our own local spin on it because uh, the people in Lettermallon are backing their own man. That's uh, uh, Marching uh, John V. Hall Cullum. Uh, apparently, he's known outside of Connemara as Martin McDonough, uh, the man behind the Banshees of Inishirin. And we have a piece, too, with Claren Bridges, uh, King of the Accordion, Connor Connolly, on his role in the movie and what it was like to rub shoulders with Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell and John Kenny. For those that are familiar with the movie and I think that's just about everyone he played one of the the musical students from Listoon Varna who came to Inishirin to learn from Brendan Gleeson's character so hopefully we'll have more on the Oscars uh, next week particularly the ones won by uh, Marching John Weehal Column I love the way you pronounce it so beautifully uh, well during Shock the Nagilga Galway Hurlers clash with Clare that's all on the back page of today's Gunner Tribune it is. Uh, Hurlers looking to bounce back from successive league defeats to Cork and Limerick uh, when they head to Ennis on Sunday. So that's previewed and they'll be hoping to emulate the senior Camogie ladies who had four points to spare over Clare in their league clash last weekend. Uh, that's also covered plenty as well on the footballers' good win over Monaghan last weekend. Uh, Prez Anthony Rise, All-Ireland College's senior A semi-final win over uh, Thurless CBS. St. Rafael's All-Ireland win in junior C Camogie. Brilliant to see the colleges doing well. Uh, Galway United's men 
win uh, top of the league after beating Waterford and the ladies showing loads of potential as they made their league debut in a, a narrow defeat to Wexford Youths. Uh, so all of that and a lovely feature on the new Galway Gaelic Football Club up and running in New York uh, basically because the Galway lads and among them is the Galway hurler Johnny Glynn but basically they just got fed up playing in the green and red of Mayo so they formed their own club instead. So a nice piece on that as well in sport. And what else have you got for us in today's full kind of tribune? Well, loads in there, Keith. A uh, uh, nice piece about an enterprising 13-year-old called Dara Fuller from Knocknacarra who has set up his own egg business called D's Eggs. Uh, that's with a D and a Z at the end of uh, both of those. And he's Dara's in sixth class, so the world is his oyster or his egg, I guess. Uh, we have another young man in Mount Bellew, David Rutland, who's trying to raise money so that his family oh, can yeah. buy the house they've been renting for years. Uh, you know, without going into this too much, if you read it, your heart would go out to them. It is symptomatic of all of what's going on to an extent at the minute with, you know, this is not to do with the eviction ban. There's nothing to do with that. But it is the story of a family who have paid their rent, uh, done all the right things, and now find themselves with the possibility of being without a home. So that's uh, on the front. Uh, Maliki Ryan, we feature him, the Galway man behind the introduction of robots into hotels uh, to make up for the difficulties they have in getting staff. Uh, otherwise, you can have your card marked for Cheltenham or you can win tickets for uh, Marty's party and a couple of pages of uh, court. And one that might, I think, gladden the heart of anyone paying their speeding fines this morning because while we don't condone going too fast, Judge James Fockton threw out a hand full of speeding tickets because they were uh, imposed from a van parked in the middle of Williamstown outside the parish church. Now the judge knows the area well because uh, he drives uh, very slowly it must be said uh, through uh, Williamstown on his way to Tume Court and he said there was an issue over visibility because these are supposed to be a deterrent and not a trap and he also expressed a view that some discretion should apply when someone is driving five or six kilometres uh, over the limit and at the end of the day he gave a handful of drivers a break. Good on him. Um, thanks for joining us uh, today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow with the from Wildlands. Are you, are you coming out to do the zip wire with John Morley? Are you? <laughs> Come on, come on, I'll come certainly on. take a video. I'll take a video of him. I, I, I have difficulty staying on on solid ground. Never mind uh, getting up. He could be singing in a higher key by the time he's finished on the zip wire. Is all I'll say. <laughs> sure, he's in the musical in Castle Bar over the weekend. Sure, wouldn't that be good for him? Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today on the program, Dave O'Connell. Uh, joining us there on the program. Our thanks to him for uh, taking our call uh, today on the program. Uh, comment lines open if you want to get through to us on 086. Uh, 38 33 55 3. If you want to get in contact with us, that's 086 um, 38 33 55 3. Now, I'm going back to the um, Lock Ray situation because all of this, uh, a lot of texts are coming in in relation to uh, the piece of Mary Butler. We will not be threatened or frightened by uh, Mary Butler's rhetoric. And then uh, you have um, not been fair about this from the very beginning. Absolutely biased coverage of this. And it's signed by Odette Fahey. Odette Fahey, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Um, again, just going back that I haven't been fair since the very beginning on this. Did we not Absolutely. have... Absolutely. Did we not have Matty Quinn on for 17 minutes last week, taking his side? Or Are you part of Matty's um, committee? I am, I am. Yeah, so I am part of Matty's group, yes. So you're saying and then that I have to be honest, your time to it. And up until you had Matty on, you really weren't 
anyways willing to listen to our side of the story. But what, you know, what is your side, Odette? Let, let's let's go back to Mary Butler. No, no, okay? no hang on a second. And no, let's no, make one something second. clear. Odette, can we can we go with my rules on this from a broadcasting point of view? What is your side of the story? Because I've listened to Geraldine Dunhoo, I've listened to Mogi Maher, I've listened to Manny going back over the last two years on this. What is your side? My side of the story is, now you mentioned there Mogi Maher, and uh, I can include Kieran Cannon in this. Okay. We've made you, several attempts to invite your, them to meetings that Odette. they have refused to come to. Odette, will you give and me your side of the... Of, will you please just... Uh, can we not personalise it? Will you give me your side of this story as you see it, please? Okay, I will. So... Do you want the long story or the short story? That short story, because I've had many long stories. I want the short version. Okay. Well, as you know, the Seven Springs Day Centre was built and and opened back in 2011. And the agreement was, when they were building a new St. Brendan's uh, Community Nursing Unit, the existing day centre at the time, St. Martin's, had to be knocked to facilitate this. Yeah. The agency agreed back when this was being done, to replace St. Martin's. And that's how Saint, the Seven Springs Day Centre came into being. Okay, we're in agreement up to now, that point, yeah? There's nobody denying, including Mary Butler, that it's a fantastic facility with a fantastic view of the lake. Yeah. Okay, but back in 2017, somebody, I'm not quite sure who it was, but I think I will be able to find that information, when they were re-registering St. Brendan's CNU, they included the Seven Springs Day Centre as part of the footprint of St. Brendan's CNU. Yeah. That brought us in under the, the community nursing unit, which they had no right to do. Who had no right to do? Because that was built. The HSC had no right Why don't to include they have a right to do the it? day centre. I don't think you or I... The day centre... Hang on a second, Odette, now. I don't think you or I are qualified to say whether they should or they shouldn't. But when they did do it, for whatever reason they had, Hick were then deemed that it could not be used. Correct or uh, not? Yes. Now, Correct. Am I that, right there? That, that's, the crux of that, that's the crux of the so, matter. Yeah, but I'm right. So this happens back in 2017. This is long before Hikwa had any issue with communal space in St. Brendan's nursing unit. Okay. But hang on, can we agree now as we go along or disagree? Because I'm getting tired of this lock race situation and some of the mud that's been thrown at me and others and not seen by you. But in 2017, when, re-reg- when registering, they did put in part of the Seven Springs. They did it for a reason. They made the decision. But then Hickwa came in during COVID and said, this cannot be used again. And if you listened again to um, what the, what Mary Butler said, that they would take a case against them in this regard if it was used. So if you were the person making a decision, how do you fix that when you know there's a court case coming down the line? Well, like, I can't see why there's a need for a court case, to be quite honest. But if they breach it, because though, Odette, no, if they breach it, if they open it as a daycare centre, Hikwa have said that they will bring them to court. Hikwa have also... Well, all sta- they simply have to do is they can re-register when they have, because re- they have to register, re-register every so often as a nursing unit. All they have to do is re-register and not include the Seven Springs Day Centre as part of the footprint. I don't know about... That leaves them with the four other options that were put forward to Hikwa that Hikwa found were reasonable that were supposed to be 
um, investigated further. Now, really and truly, COVID came and they closed the day centre and they just set on the four other options that they themselves, Siobhan and Sullivan, put forward as options to increase communal space in St. Brendan's nursing unit. Those four options were never investigated. And it was only when they did, there was no, no, no plan for the day centre to reopen. And it was okay. only when people started contacting local councillors yeah. worried about the fact there was no facility okay, so that it finally opened one day a week. Now, the people that are availing of this service at the moment, all they're availing of is one day per week, be it Wednesdays in St. Seven, the Seven Springs or Monday, Tuesday or Thursday in the hotel. Okay, but, uh, Odette, Some of these second, service users were giving up Odette, Odette, four Odette, days Odette, per week. Odette, yeah, I have to get a word in entrance now as well. You're saying one day per week. That, that is authorised by HICWA. But if you go back to what Mary Butler said and what Breda Cretton Roach said in this very studio, I am 100% behind the daycare, uh, I'm saying, for Loch Ray. But um, at the heart of the simp- uh, is the simple fact that on the 10th of March, according to my notes, and I, I pulled them out this morning, um, according to Breda Cretton Roach, the HEC sought permission from HICWA to begin using the Seven Spring Space for daycare. And HICWA said that since July 2020, the residents have had an exclusive use of the space previously used for daycare services. This had a positive impact on the residents' quality of life and it was reflected in subsequent inspection reports which are publicly available on the HICWA website. It further... Yes. It, it, hang on, one, let me just finish it. This had a positive... Yeah. Um, and the subsequent inspection reports, um, it was found that if, if the registered provider proceeded with their stated intention of reverting to the previous level of communal and dining space in St. Brendan's, C and U, they will be in breach of the Health Act 2017. And that's, that's, that's what she said this morning. So how are you accusing her of telling lies and rhetoric? Because I don't get it. Going back to what you were saying about the HICWA report, as I've said, but can you answer if my they re-register this, if can, they re-register the St. Brendan's nursing unit and don't include the day centre, then HICWA has no say over that area at all. Which you, means now they have to go back and, and, and investigate further the four other options that HICWA were quite happy with when they were suggested to them. Now, as regards well, hold on a second, Professor Kennedy and CPOP, well, that came into place in 2019 when the day centre was reopened. So that service was already there since 2019 with Professor Canavan in the day centre and nobody had an issue with that. Now, if they wanted to increase that, as they're aware, there obviously is another facility in St. Patrick's Ward, the old workhouse, that they can put the CPOP centre into. Okay. There's no Odette, issue there. Odette, There's I, also a ward Odette, already Odette, given Odette, over Odette, as a step-down ward. Odette, Odette, listen to me now. You have to listen because I have to ask you another question. Is who are you representing today? Because I'm looking at a call. The I'm coming. representing the people in my town. I'm okay. representing the people in my neighbourhood. I have relatives what, that are of the day uh, centre. Odette, Odette, can you answer uh, question by question with me, please? Who are you representing? Yeah. Who, you said the people, the people in your community. Well, then the, can the, I, the service users. The service users in your ear. So then can I yes. read the following letter to you? Miss Fahey thinks she knows everything about... Um, sorry. Miss Fahey thinks she knows everything 
and thinks she is a spokeswoman for Lochray, uh, Keith. The minister has lined out everything, so I think Miss Fahey should keep her thoughts to herself, and that comes from a Lochray listener. Somebody else said, Keith, please tell me, who is she representing? Because she's not representing me, and my mother is in the facility. So, who are you representing, Odette? Which facility is her mother in, in the day centre or in the nursing unit? I don't know, but one of the two, so it really doesn't make any odds. Well, unfortunately, you know, there's been several meetings that we have held that people that really had the opportunity to come and express those opinions. Because so not be- everyone because wants now to they're only expressing meeting. them online today, it is very hard for us to address their concerns and well, their well, fears. Well, okay, because we have had three well, mo- public meetings and uh, these people haven't expressed any of those sentiments at any of them. It is, I mean, do you not accept what Mary Butler said today, uh, Minister Mary Butler said today, that by the end of the year, with funding from a local charity, uh, that it, they will have the day centre up and running? Well, that local charity, the, the Topping Trust, funded the very first day centre, St. Martin's. Yeah. Oh, so, which so. was not, again, I go back to this point, which was not to build the Seven Springs Day Centre. Now they have turned around and they've reneged on that agreement and included that in the footprint. And the, the trustees seem to be quite happy with this arrangement. Is it fair to say... Now, there's something, it, so there's nothing to say when the next unit is reopened, when now, now in a unit where they've lost now the beautiful view of the lake, which has been proven to have therapeutic benefits. They're not going to have that anymore. There's nothing to say, oh, we actually need that space again. Well, hang on a second. Who's, the precedent who, is there. Who's going to knock the unit that's currently in existence? I actually think... I said I, the I, unit that was knocked, St. Martin's... Yeah, yeah, that was done. Was to, knocked. To build, yes. Yes. Yeah, but why are you, say, why are you saying that the, the Seven Springs... Seven, There's nothing to say that when a new day centre is reopened in St. Patrick's Ward in the workhouse... There's nothing to say that further down the line, actually, we need that space again for okay. St. Brendan's nursing are you, unit. Are, are you now not doing what you've accused Mary Butler of doing today? Are you not just scaremongering Odette Fahey at this stage? Well, to be quite honest, it's very hard to trust them at this stage. And All that right. is the truth. And, and, and as regards scaremongering, let's be quite honest, the 100-bed facility has not and is not operating at full capacity. And even if she there were a hundred beds she can't get capacity, staff. she said it. She can't get the staff. H- could the HSE come back and actually tell us how many of the patients in St Brendan's okay. nursing unit actually avail of the day rooms and the sitting rooms every day? Well, that you you accused me of something this morning. So, so you did. they really on, want to second. go back one and they want Odette, to look Odette, 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 at, Odette. at Odette. the number of people now, that are using the day rooms and the sitting rooms in the units. In the four wards. Okay. Oh, then and I, perhaps he could, could come back and say, actually, you do have enough space if that's the only amount, the number of people that are using them. Okay, Odell, I have to cut it at this, but you accused me of stuff this morning, which we'll, we'll, we'll deal with separately. We've given you your voice at this stage. I, I can only give you the facts that I've been given uh, by the Department of Health and otherwise. And Mary Butler um, was very, Minister Mary Butler was very clear today. If this campaign goes the way it is, HICWA will shut St. Brendan's. It's there. You can play it back in about 10 past 11 when it's up there. We're going to leave it at that, though, for today, Odette. And thank you for joining us uh, today. On simpler, simpler matters, there's a cow on the road in Ballandooley Castle. Would someone please put the cow back into the field? Galway Talks. 
in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. No, very good. Uh, I'm going to go back to Lockridge just after the uh, news at 11 because there's a rake of calls coming in there so we'll deal with them uh, from there. Now, um, the... Yeah, where do I go from here? The Irish Kidney Association highlights links between heart health and uh, kidney health. Uh, to mark, indeed, a very special week for them. I'm joined by Michelle Moore, who joins me on the line today. Uh, Michelle, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning, Keith. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Now, it is World Kidney Day today, and um, which is kind of very close to your own heart, so it is, Michelle. Yes, indeed. I had a double kidney and a pancreas transplant in January 2014 in Beaumont Hospital in Dublin. So it's very close to my own heart. Today how, is a very special day for us all. How did that come about, Michelle? Tell me. I was a diabetic for a number of years and my kidneys started failing towards um, August 2012. And unfortunately, I started dialysis in Merlin Park Hospital in August 2012. I was on dialysis for 16 months in total. And that, that really must have been a very difficult time, dialysis and waiting uh, for the um, transplant because... Someone has to lo- lose a loved one for you to get a transplant. Yeah, and that was pretty much on my mind the day I got the call. Um, you know, your donor, someone has to lose a loved one in order you to get your transplant, which was like it's in everyone's head, really. Dialysis was a very hard time. Like you're restricted in diet, your health is deteriorating, you're even prone to infections. But the girls in Merlin Park were fantastic. They were like my second family. And do you keep in contact with them? I do so a few of them. Yeah, I meet a few of them in clinics. Um, Gemma Prendergast, Neve Kearns is my consultant. Um, I do meet a few of them. Yeah, in clinics and that. So your life changed then. So it did at that point. It did. It was amazing. Like the, your diet has changed. It's restricted during dialysis. You can only limit so much water per day. Um, your life is just totally different. You're not restricted to dialysis three times a week either. You can live a life again. So on dialysis, are you, are you restricted as to how much water you can take in? Then You're restricted to flus, like even the such things as yogurt, uh, fruit juices, anything like that. That has to be all calculation, your daily allowance, yes. My God. So we would be urging people on World Kidney Day to carry uh, donor cards, wouldn't we? Of course, yes. That's very important. Have the chat with your family as well is very important. Uh, isn't the, the laws coming in now that... You will, it'll be understood that you, if, if you come in a, in a situation like this, if you're suitable for donation, that they can harvest the organs from there. That That's on the way in, isn't it? That's on the way in. And the opt-out services also as well. Um, you can opt, you, everyone, is, everyone now has to donate their organs, but you can actually opt out. It's an opt-out system. If they want to go from there. And, yeah. and how's life, how's your health and how's life for you now right now? Great, yeah. Like, still have to have my regular checkups in Merlin Park and blood tests taken and that. But life is totally amazing compared to what it was back 9, 10, 12 years ago, yes. Michelle, I wish you had more time to talk to you about what we're really trying to do is get people um, to get involved with the World uh, Kidney Day and to get involved in the Irish Kidney Association. Michelle, we'll come back to you again if you don't mind. I'm just running tight to time today because of another uh, subject that I was covering that ran over on me. So if you don't mind, we'll come back to you again and uh, we'll make contact with you and we'll come back to you again on it. Sorry to cut you short, but I have to go to news uh, at 11 and um, then we have... uh, We'll see, we might try and get back to Michelle in the next hour. Just bear with me one second now. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie.